0: Media.
1: The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent, including OLS Media.
0: Super interesting, dude. What did you think, Tony?
2: I learned some things about him today. I've been working with him for years. I mean, there wasn't a point in the interview where I was like, "Ah, eh, this is lame. I mean, everything he mm-hmm. said, I,
0: I was very, you know, he was engaged. But it seems like he's very dedicated to his kids right now. But just smart, right? Just smart in terms of how he handles the business. I think that's how why he's done so well in the industry. Yeah, I think the yoga and the and the kids and his mm-hmm. wife
2: uh, mm-hmm. really help him, yeah. you know, stay even keeled.
0: Olas Media presents
2: Dear San Diego.
0: To me, Dear San Diego is a look under the hood of San Diego's hyper performers, a and
2: platform for newsmakers to come in and talk about who
0: they are the from space, the space, in the corporate space, the people that are making news. We get to look at their daily activities, lean into
2: their personalities. Who are they? How do they make things work? What's the secret sauce? Dear San Diego. Hi, Juan. How are you? Pretty good. How are you, Tony? I'm good. I'm good. So um, today we're recording this. It's August 17th, winding down summer. Um, my my kids finally go back to school in a week. Uh, summer's great. Always always hate to see the end of summer come because you, know, you have so many good times and laughs and memories, mm-hmm. but it's also nice to get back into a routine. Yeah, I bet know. Yeah. our oldest just left. Uh, she's a sophomore at Arizona State. Yeah, and she was, um, she's worried about the heat. You know, she, huh. she wasn't in love with. You know, when I was in college, I was yeah. like, I couldn't wait to get back. But I went to school in Ohio, where it was yeah. 80 degrees this time of year. Now, How
0: hot is it in Arizona right now?
2: 105.
0: Ooh. Yeah, so, so that's. That's, that's yeah I wouldn't look forward to that either but, yeah. but I'm sure she's excited to see some of her friends and
2: yeah yeah it should be sophomore year I think will be better for right. her than freshman year freshman years everything's new and overwhelming mm-hmm. so how about you how I, was your summer? I
0: bet. good um I mean, it was busy I haven't been able to enjoy the the beach the summer stuff as much as I would have um, we're starting a new business as, as yeah. you will know material um, trying to take um, we've got about 40 creative some base so trying to open up through a subscription right a subscription of creative in the way that we use fractional designers to reach different people so that a lot of people a lot of our clients don't want to have a full designer on deck right so what we do is we do fractional to where they're spending three hours with some client three hours with another one and that way we maintain that infrastructure so something that i've been working with kendall my my partner um throughout and and it's looking good we're gonna it looks like we're going to launch September 4th. What's form- the name of that business again? Eterio. Eterio All You Can Eat Design. And so you spent, you know, that's pretty cool. I
2: like the All You Can Eat Design. That we don't, I read the, uh, the, <laughs> On the website.
0: We don't charge you for the extra guac. I (laughs) I love that. Extra revisions. Everything's food themed. Uh, I I have a night. Like My my take on it is if you give it a theme and you keep it funny throughout, you engage people. Right. Right. There's a lot of competition in the internet. You want to make it engaging, you want to give it a theme.
2: And where can our listeners check that out?
0: Interior.io. Okay. So you spent your
2: summer working. I spent my summer at uh, baseball games and water parks and... But I went to Belmont Park last week uh-huh. for the first time in years, uh-huh. and I was just kind of like, wow, I'm back
0: in like, you know, 1970s San Diego. It's crazy, right? I yeah. went there like a year ago, last summer, and it seems like it got stuck in time. Right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> like, it's I not like. a
2: place you'd go to every yeah. weekend, but yeah. I mean, the kids loved it. We got that yeah. all-day pass, so they rode yeah. the roller coaster like nine times, and I rode the roller coaster quite a bit. I mean, for an old guy, I was like on this <laughs> rickety wooden roller coaster. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, is, so, is Pirate Cove still over there? Pirate Cove, uh, I you think so. I think so. Um, they had some goofy ride that threw you way up in the air mm-hmm. on both sides. That yeah. I went on at once with my twin boys, uh-huh. and I looked behind me at the boys to check on them or to the side, and I could see my one son was scared. I could see it on his face, right? And and, uh, and so he and I didn't ride that ride anymore. We were one and done. My yeah. other son, he wrote it like 10 times. Yeah. It was like the vomit comment thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, I think I saw you posted it on
0: Instagram, right? You yeah.
2: You like And then, Yeah. Yeah, we had a good day. Yeah, so. That's cool. Uh, Daddy camp. I took the week off and just mm-hmm. just hung out with the boys. Uh, so our guest today, um, we'll we'll get this thing started pretty soon. But um, he's pretty cool and pretty excited to have uh, Drew Lieberman join us. I know you've worked with Drew. Yep. I've worked with Drew. We've worked the three of us together on mm-hmm. projects.
0: Um, yeah, no, I- Drew is amazing. I honestly, like I was thinking about it on my way over here. I've never heard of him losing a campaign. Obviously, I'm sure he has lost some, but maybe that's just good marketing on his behalf. It's yeah. like I work with him on KL and on Measure D. When I got started in politics 2014, 2015, the full voter participation, the 50% plus one was a big deal for Democrats in San Diego, right? Because it meant that Republicans that have higher turnout in primaries could just beat Democrats in that primary, right? Yeah. And Democrats wouldn't have a full full access to, to the electorate, right? And they were losing these campaigns left and right. So it was like, how do we fix it? They, they were saying it was impossible. We put together a team, a coalition. Drew was an important part of it, and we won that one by a lot, actually. And then we went in and did it, did it countywide through Measure D. Um, and then, yeah, I competed with Drew on, a, on on some other things, and and he beat me there. So
2: yeah, we'll yeah, get that into that. Experience. We'll get into that. Yeah. yeah. Dear San Diego, why do we call it Dear San Diego? Someone was asking me this the other day. It's like a love letter to San Diego, right? Uh, we're writing uh, to San Diego about uh, these newsmakers, mm-hmm. and uh, we're not a um, we're not reporters. We're not here to like dig deep. Uh, into the news. We do talk about the news, but we're, we want to find out about who these newsmakers are um, and uh, and let San Diegans know. So, dear San Diego. Um, so, anyways, um, I'm Tony Manilatis. I'm here with my co-host, Juan Hernandez. Uh, today, we have a great guest lined up, Drew Lieberman. Drew is um, the principal with uh, Strategies 360, and uh, he's shorthand. He's the he's Mayor Gloria's pollster, but he does a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a, a brilliant guy and, and looking forward to uh, talking to him today. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Drew Lieberman to Dear San Diego. Drew, how are you?
1: Hey, good, guys. Thanks for having me. I, I love the intro. As a native San Diego, and a love
0: letter to San Diego is something It's like, that's my life, man. So I'm really happy to be here. It is interesting, right? When we were thinking about like the podcast, what to call it and, and what to work it around, it was like we want to know what makes people tick, but it's also about the people that make San Diego tick, right? Yeah, love it, love it. You're a North County guy, right?
1: North County? Yep. Grew up in Encinitas, then Poway, and now back in Encinitas. Uh, it's beautiful. So, but I try to get. To, I have not been to Belmont Park in a long time. Yeah, you probably should. been. But I throw up on roller coasters, so I'm not, I'm not going to. <laughs>
2: Well, you can walk around, get an ice cream. The kids love the ride. So, how many kids? Uh, Uh, I got two. I got a ten-year-old boy and a seven-year-old girl. A seven-year-old girl and a 10-year-old boy. And they obviously just winding down summer as well. Uh Wound down. We oh, went yeah? back to school
1: Tuesday. Okay. Uh, totally unprepared for it. Yeah. My, my son went to sleepaway camp this summer. Oh, first uh, time? Or two or first time sleepaway camp. I never did it as a kid. Wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't have done it. Would have been too scared. <laughs> uh, but he actually did it. So we drove up. It was at Yosemite. We drove up and picked him up last weekend. Sleepaway camp at Yosemite? Yeah. So it wasn't pretty good just deal. like over in like, you know bonita or- no no wow he, he, he toughed it up but well, that's cool Toughed it out. He, well
2: that's he, a he big deal for a 10 year old, old
1: hanging mm-hmm. out for a couple weeks in yosemite 70's not the worst thing yeah yeah yeah. that's how do cool. you like it uh, i think after a couple of days of adjustment he loved it yeah yeah It'd be hard not to sure i wanted to go i wanted to stay up yeah there, right but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so but we, we picked him back up came back and school started about a day later okay so, okay uh, wasn't ready for the routine you're
2: married married right yep Yep, and she
1: I'm coming up in twenty years. She local as well, or yeah, she is. Uh, Well, she is now. I should say actually, my wife grew up in New York. Okay, Uh, we met in D.C., um, but we've been back here about ten years now. Okay, she works in corporate social responsibility. Mm-hmm. She's got a cooler job than you. She always has. <laughs> uh, she was the big shot in D.C. Uh, yeah. the Department of Defense. So, uh,
2: and- uh, last night I
1: uh, won a award,
2: for the Business Journal Leaders of Influence, PR and Marketing. And so this morning, uh, Alex was my son. Alex was looking at the Facebook post, and he says, "I'm happy that mom won that award." And I said, "I won the award." <laughs> and he said, "Oh, my bad. She's usually the one who wins the <laughs> awards." <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right, son. Uh, <laughs> you gotta take work harder, Tony. You gotta work harder. <laughs> yeah, right? Or so. just
1: take credit for marrying <laughs> up. Right? right? Like, yeah. So congratulations <laughs> to you. Exactly. I did the same thing. Yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So um so your son, your ten year old, plays a competitive travel baseball plays little league baseball, competitive baseball, travel baseball. You're one of the coaches?
1: Uh yeah, I've actually uh my son played up with our older division. Uh, one of the teams a year older, our 11U team. Oh, he's good if he's ago. playing up, huh? Well, he got an, he got an invite. Uh, they needed a, a catcher for this tournament up in Orange County. It's about three three weeks ago, a month ago maybe. And um, but I went up and watched, and I sat in the stands, and I realized I think this is the first game that he's played in that I didn't coach. Going back mm-hmm. to deep. which is probably a good thing. And yeah, there there yeah. should be more of those going forward. But uh, I love it. I love being out on the field with him. He loves it. Uh, it makes it all pretty easy. I'm trying to encourage him to play some other sports because he kind of likes baseball a little too much. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think it's important for the athleticism and just yeah. for life skills, right? Mm-hmm. One, I mean, we don't do one thing
0: as adults or even as young adults. Exactly. You
2: know, so it's important. To, you got to adjust. Yep,
0: yep, yep. You know. What else does he do you think he wants to play? Soccer, basketball?
1: He's doing a little everything. Actually, he likes lacrosse. Got into lacrosse last uh-huh. year, which is... Uh, you know as a San Diego yeah. we, it wasn't a lot of it when I was growing up no
0: I don't know anything about it uh, but it's huge so let me tell you about like a little lacrosse story like we were meeting someone we're doing on a, a bi-national conference between Tijuana and Mexico with IVP and we were trying to meet with the fat with one of the founders of Alibaba and he was gonna be at this at the World Cup of lacrosse being held in San Diego right in San Diego so we went to to uh, San Diego State it was in a stadium over there and it's a huge deal right it's it's growing it's growing we've got the we've got a team here in San Diego now and uh, yeah I think it's it's an, it's a sport that's on the up and up right especially in high schools yes
2: yeah a lot of kids are using it as a springboard to get a scholarship
1: into college oh yeah no it's uh it, it's incredible it takes athleticism yeah but the best part of it is like I said, I don't know anything about it, so, yeah, the games so I, just go, I just sit there and it. That's what enjoy I love it. about, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: going to those soccer games. I don't know anything about soccer. I never played soccer, so I can just sit in my lawn chair and enjoy it, you know? I don't, you're
0: not stressed. You're not no, like, hey, it's great. This. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm at the beach. Steal the base. That's you know? Awesome. Yeah. So
2: travel ball dad. I'm a travel ball dad. A lot of people who um, don't have kids in travel ball think us travel ball parents parents are a little are a little intense <laughs> um, travel ball good bad what's what both
1: explain briefly both sides of it for our listeners uh, whew, how, how long we got here uh, I, uh, some of both right I mean like I guess like anything and uh, balanced moderation is probably the answer sure um, I say like anything our politics don't have a lot of that anymore but <laughs> yeah um, yeah you know look I think it's good to give kids more opportunity to grow, learn, develop, be on a field, be outside, be off screens. So all of that is good. Access to more coaching, more resources. Better coaches, better competition. Sure. Pushes them it, to get better. Yeah, I think it makes sense, but it's clearly had a uh, you know deleterious impact on some other things. Uh, could be the kids, right? You gotta guard against burnout, yeah. too much baseball, their arms, they're get all those things. But also on our youth baseball system and you know you have kids dropping out a little league or dropping out a pony league and uh and you're essentially just now recreating that in another form that frankly costs more and takes more time so uh i, I do think there's good and bad to it um but i think trying to balance right the, like trying everything to find in life, balance yeah. yeah exactly
2: yeah well i hope to uh, we haven't run into you yet um you're, well, n- your well, son's uh, Alex no from just finish
1: second and say i don't want to run into you <it>.
2: Yeah, he's, he's he was on a very good all-star team. They runner-up in uh, uh, Southern California State Championships for 8, 9, and 10 all-stars. Um, 443 uh, 8, 9, and 10 teams. They finished second place. So. Really cool. Yeah, thank you. Really cool. Pretty neat. But your son plays
1: on a team called No Fear Ballers, right? Well, it, yeah, we've been in the No Fear program. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Ballers were one team, really good team. We were uh, a year older than them. Okay. Um, it's so. a great name. Yeah, so Not so I was
2: telling a buddy of mine. Well, the first time I, I I ran into the No Fear Ballers at a tournament, I told a, a buddy of mine. Um, well, you were intimidated. No, I said, boy, if you na- if your team is named No Fear Ballers, you better be damn good. <laughs> and they were. They and won they, the whole yeah, tournament. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 yeah, they kind of earned their way into that name. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're a good team. And that a is nice a team
2: like too. Drew was saying that those kids are so competitive and so good. They play on a different level. They they most of them have have um, retired from little league and they mm-hmm. just play travel ball full time, mm-hmm. um, which like there's there's pros and cons to to, to that. To that. Yeah, my son, Drew's son, they they they're little league, um, but they also play travel ball. Yeah, um, I I think you know some of these kids who, who play little league, who are very good at travel ball, they get frustrated with mm-hmm. some of their teammates uh, because they're not quite as good. Um, but Elizabeth and I were explaining to Alex this season, like, look, when you get in a room at work, not everyone's going to have the same talent mm-hmm. level. You have to learn to work with everybody.
0: Exactly. You know. So it's a great analogy. They, yeah. they can be mentors. There's yeah. a lot yeah. of reasons to exactly. To do yeah, like there's that.
2: and little league's just so cool because it's the epicenter, yeah. right? I mean, it's like it's the place yeah. to be. You know, you don't you don't get that with travel ball because you're always traveling around.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You
1: know. So, anyway, um, any more baseball talk? Oh, well, we could do it all day. And <laughs> uh, uh, Padres won last night. So yeah, there you go. One all game right. winning streak.
0: Sure. check them out tonight. <laughs> Is there? Can they still? Can they still get into the playoffs? They can. Uh, they're fighting for a wild card spot. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard. Running out of time, but yeah, you know, we'll keep
1: supporting them. Yeah, so. yeah. Also, I'll, I'll be supporting them tonight. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think they're a collection
2: of expensive parts, not a great team, but we'll see. Now uh, that
1: we could do all day, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for
2: sure. Yeah. So tell us professionally. I mean, you know, I I introd you as Mayor Gloria's
1: Pulser, which
2: is shorthand, but tell us a little bit about what it is you do.
1: Uh, yeah, and I appreciate the nice intro. I, I actually have lost. I'm just good at burying the past. Uh, <laughs> it's good marketing. Uh, it's, I take credit for the wins yeah. and blame the losses on somebody else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so I'm a pollster, um, which you guys, you know, and your listeners, I'm sure, everybody's heard of in the news. Uh, last few years hasn't always been good for pollsters in the news, um, especially as it relates to these presidential campaigns and um, the data results coming out of those. We can. That's another thing we could probably go on. I, mm-hmm. I could go on for hours on that. Um, but it, we essentially are measuring public opinion and using that to help our clients get answers to guide their strategy, their messaging, uh, you know their audience segmentation. Um, so I like to talk about polling as the tool I use, where the service that we actually provide is helping people distill that information into something that's useful, mm-hmm. right? So you know you guys are helping your clients put together campaigns uh, ultimately, just to win something, right? whether it's an election yeah. or approval or win the ear of, the, of whatever audience uh, you're, you're reaching out to. Um, the polling is designed to help figure that out. Absolutely, and, uh, it
2: tells you if, if you've got a chance to win or if you don't, mm-hmm. uh, how much money you need to spend to win, um, it gives you a lot of useful information. I know in 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 campaigns, I'm oversimplifying here, but you know, in a campaign, um, say we're trying to, and we've worked together on land use uh, issues, and say we're trying to understand what this community is going to support when it comes to this this particular uh, mm-hmm. development project.
0: Yeah, and in the messaging, right? Yeah, the messaging how to pinpoint that. Who should you send it to? The message is almost as important as which message audience or segmentations of audiences are getting.
2: Right. Yeah, and somebody like you, Drew, can tell the campaign, look, there's eight things that work for you guys, but here are the two messages that mm-hmm. really pop. So your campaign really should be over and over and over, you know, delivering these messages across multiple platforms. Mm-hmm. And that's invaluable. Yeah, to, of course. You it,
1: know. it strikes me as maybe the most important thing that we do as pollsters, mm-hmm. but that we all do as practitioners of in the public policy space is communicate something clearly. Juan Mm -hmm. was talking about branding before. It's short, right? People, Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of space. You know, when I first- Not a lot of bandwidth for local issues, I agree. Or or anything anymore. It's, you know, people thinking 140 characters. And um, when I first got into this, there was a consultant in DC, uh, someone I really respected who worked in the Clinton administration, used to come into every meeting and he had his three things and he'd say, Here's the three things we got to do in this campaign to win. And you go A, B, and C. And it was clear everybody knew exactly what the plan was. We all walked out of there knowing what to do. And I thought, I like that. I really Mm -hmm. like. I've so I tried I stole it. Uh in recent years, I've sort of adapted it to B and C can be hard to get to. So what is A? Mm -hmm. Uh you know, if you you got only a few seconds, maybe a few minutes of people's time. So what is the thing that you want your audience to take with them into whatever action you're trying to get them to do? Mm -hmm. Vote for a candidate vote on a ballot initiative, pay attention to your issue. Uh, it's gotta be clear and it's gotta be concise in a way that you know, helps them understand. So we try to d- design our polling so that mm-hmm. you guys can actually take that information and deliver it mm-hmm. that right. way. So talk about a little bit uh, I, I, about some of your clients,
2: the ones that you can share. I, I, you know, I know, for example, that you're working with the Navy. I know Mayor Gloria is a client. I know Juan and I are engaged with you on, on a land use um, issue in North County that we're really not at liberty to talk about just yet. Um, so just kind of give us
1: a flavor for um, the folks and the groups, the brands that you're working for. Sure. Uh, you know, we. Uh, I'm here in San Diego. So a lot of the work is here. Um, but we work across California, really across the western U.S. for the most part. Um, we do stuff nationwide, but uh, the longer I've been back in San Diego, the more it's kind of things sort of focus on the, mm-hmm. on the Western U S. So, um, yep. Mayor, someone I work for, uh, I've worked for him for a long time, going back to his council races and state assembly races. Um, you've done a lot of land, use stuff around here, a couple of members of the city council, um, uh, you're engaged with the Navy in Hawaii, right? So Which sounds really fascinating. We've done a project sort of in conjunction. Juan and I, and I want to get on that team. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's, uh, nobody it's wants to travel for focus over. groups anymore unless we yep. say, what they're in Hawaii. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a, uh, I, I work for the governor of Hawaii, so uh, he is a incredibly interesting and talented guy, different mm-hmm. from a lot of politicians. Uh, you know, I'd encourage everyone just to sort of check him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's obviously pretty busy right now unfortunately uh, Josh Green Josh, is Josh his green name, is his man. name mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, medical doctor by trade a really really interesting guy um, but I've got to learn a lot about the islands you know through him okay. and some of their clients and some of the work that we've done out there that
2: sounds so cool uh, yeah no.
1: yeah really really interesting how did yeah. you like how did Hawaii. you end up with that gig yeah uh, by luck probably we uh, we've got an office. Headquartered out there. Oh, uh, you do. Staffed with really, really talented people uh, who have sort of done a lot of politics in Hawaii for a long time. Um, so Very the cool. introduction
0: mm-hmm. came sort of through them and uh, was lucky enough that uh, he decided to hire yeah, us. It's interesting that there's a lot of interesting politicians coming out of Hawaii, right? Like you've got Josh Green, you also had Tulsi Gabbard back then, which she's sort of like breaking in the paradigm of what it means to be a Democrat. Super interesting. What about uh, your work with uh, Chicago Mayor Ram Emanuel?
1: Oh yeah, he, it's been a little while. Um, one of the f- one of the favorite people I've ever worked for. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do I say this the right way? Uh, he is a person you always know where you stand with him. Mm-hmm. He seems uh, intense. Yes, he. You know, it's he. He is, and and he's demanding. But part of it is, uh, I like clarity. Right? especially mm-hmm. as a consultant. Mm-hmm. Like, I want my clients to be clear with me about, here's what we're trying to accomplish, here's what we need, uh, and he's clear. And if you're on top of things, uh, you'll understand exactly what's expected of you. And yeah, he might call you at four in the morning, uh, <laughs> but if you have the answer, he'll hang up pretty quick and let you go back to <laughs> right. sleep. So uh, I, I, I actually worked for him twice. I worked for him at the DCCC, and then I was his pollster in his uh, second mayoral race in Chicago. So and really Triple really DCCC,
2: for those who don't know?
1: Uh, that's the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, so has spent three-ish election cycles there in, in various roles, but it's essentially the uh, the House, U.S. House campaign
0: arm of the Democratic. I like I like to call it the armed wing of yeah. the Democrats, right? They go in, they select certain, like, which congressional districts can we flip, which ones yeah. we got to protect nationwide. Very the engine. Important role, yeah, the yeah. engine. Exactly. exactly.
2: Um, so uh, tell us, uh, just juxtapose Rahm and Mayor Gloria for us quickly.
1: Uh, let me give you the hot take. Maybe more similar than you might think. Mm-hmm. Uh, good at because Todd seems so approachable and likable. Well,
2: he is. I shouldn't say seems. And Rom seems a bit more standoffish and
1: tough. And he is. And and I think, but both both are means to an end. And what what both of them are good at is understanding people mm. and what makes them tick and what they're looking for, and then how mm. to bring those people. Together and Mm so, uh, that's interesting. The approach Mm -hmm. might seem a little different, but I actually think it's more similar than than you might think. Um, Also, really hard job for both (laughs) running a big city; not an easy job. How is Mayor Gloria doing? Uh, We should ask him. (laughs) Look, I think he's doing a great job. This is the most difficult job in politics right now: is mayor of a big city. All right. I mean, we're facing problems
0: that are—it's a tough time, right? They, a tough they, time. Housing I mean, shortage, the homelessness, things that he inherited. It, he, these problems predate him, mm-hmm. and and they're going to outlive <laughs> it,
1: it, right? Mm-hmm. It's the the goal is to make progress, yes. put some systems in place to start to start to address these problems uh, in smart ways, and I think that uh, I think he's really done that. I mean, he's done a lot on this homelessness issue. Now, is it? How effective is it? We don't know yet, right? This takes time. Um, there's a story in the front page of the UT Today about homelessness, homeless population Oh yeah, growing. every it's day. Not, yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, yeah. it's
0: not- um, It's a tough issue. Um, and it's interesting, right? Cause like, it's always like, and you see it in presidential elections and all that, like usually the work that, that the governor, the mayor, the president does, you don't see it until the last four years. So sometimes it's the next one, the successor who yeah. reaps those benefits, right? And people don't think like that. People just think in, how are we doing right now right? yeah and, and, it's, and you get it right i mean you know that what yeah, like, have you done for me lately absolutely yeah, that's, exactly. that's, the, that's it,
2: the environment we live in and mm-hmm. i mean full disclosure i've always been a big supporter of todd i was an early endorser of todd i helped todd you know raise money i never worked directly for him but uh, i just really enjoy him as a person as a leader uh, I, he cares about san diego and san diegans uh, and he always has i met him you know when i was on the council floor um and he was a council member Um, And uh, we just hit it off.
1: He's a good guy. He is a, you know, a couple, so I I agree with that. I mean, this is a guy who is of this place, right? You talk about Mm -hmm. Dear San Diego, this is a guy who Mm -hmm. grew up here and who is in this job because he wanted to be in this job Mm -hmm. and the things that he could accomplish. So he's, it comes. he comes from the right place. And I think that has probably guided some of his political philosophy of, Mm -hmm. hey, I can talk to everybody and I wanna talk to everybody. I wanna hear from everybody and figure out how to build consensus. That's sort of who he is, a pretty pragmatic Mm -hmm. leader that way. Um I'll tell you an interesting story I don't think he'll mind me sharing this but you know we've done polling for him for a long time and we've asked open-ended questions and the answers we get on those questions about Todd are very different from what you might usually get they're always like seems like a good guy if I saw him on the street I think he'd talk to me
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's people sort of feel like they know him and I think it speaks to two really important things so first that is a hard thing to accomplish yeah. right yeah, and yeah, usually they, they'd say like uh his Economic policy sucks, or whatever people are going to come up with, but so to get that sort of personal of like, I like him, right. uh, really, really good right. for um, you know for any elected official to have. But I think it speaks to one authenticity, yep. right? He yeah. just is who he is, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And two, I think it speaks to that approachability of he seems like the kind of guy that's going to just have my back, and. To me, those are the two most important things in And uh, He's honest, too. He's on. He's an honest you broker. Know, People, trust yeah. People trust
2: him. Yeah. People trust him, and if you don't have trust in politics, you really don't have anything. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you, you have a, a pretty good understanding of, of what San Diegans are thinking and feeling. So can you share with us, Drew, um, what,
1: what, what are the issues out there that San Diegans are most concerned about right now? Yeah. Well, one mentioned, and that's probably the list for the most part, it, it's homelessness and housing. I mean, in every poll going back. Four or five years mm-hmm. now. I mean, those two things are going to sort of spike to the top. You know, crime will sort of. But you know, we're we're pretty lucky. We live in a place where it's mm-hmm. right. at
0: least not as as by the numbers.
1: numbers yeah. It's not as mm-hmm. bad. And now how people feel is different. Yeah. Right. Um, and this relates to all of these issues. And we tend to think housing to me is the most interesting one. Uh,
2: we talked about yeah, because you and I worked together on a housing poll um, a year or so ago for the Building Industry Association, and what we found was while well, San Diegans really value affordable housing, what they're really clamoring for is middle income
1: housing, right? Everybody's affected, right? And this is like, this is the big thing. It's, uh, you guys have seen hundreds of polls probably. The question I hate the most is, maybe not the most, one of the questions I hate Mm -hmm. is, when we ask this issue concerns question, say like, okay, I'm gonna read you 10 things, you tell me which two or three you think should be the biggest priorities. And then we say things, okay, it's housing and homelessness, and cost of living and the environment. And it's like- Charger Stadium. Charger Stadium. <laughs> 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 I remember those days. <laughs> that's uh, that's the one thing I'm glad about. I got three hours of my Sundays back when they left town. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but, uh, but, but what's hard about it is these things are all related. And so housing in particular, uh, you can't really talk about housing without talking about cost of living mm. and the economy. Jobs. And job- and uh, these things are all... And so to try to separate them that way doesn't make a lot of sense in terms of what people are actually feeling, mm-hmm. right? So um, I was thinking about this the other day. Of, like, so all these stories recently about, hey, the economy's supercharged. It's on fire. We got GDP, inflation's falling, unemployment's all-time lows. And sounds great, right? But then you ask in these polls, like, how are you feeling about the economy? And everything. I feel terrible. Yeah. Like, and so, there's. I'm not an economist, so I'm not going to try to get into like the notion mm-hmm. of you know purchasing power and real wage. Mm-hmm. But it matters. It matters that you know these. There are these indicators out there uh, that are, people aren't sort of internalizing and feeling. And that's sort of I think where housing fits in. It's that's most of your spending, yeah. right? And so, if you're kind of feeling crushed by this, whether it's rent or your mortgage, it doesn't matter who you are, whatever you consider yourself in terms of income level. It is hard for almost everybody out there right now. Well, especially
2: in
0: San Diego, oh, in California. Yeah.
2: You know, Juan's a, uh, just what in the last two years bought, mm-hmm. bought a home. Um, it ended up being a good time to buy. I thought it was a bad time to buy. Yeah, it's hard to break into the housing oh, market. Yeah. You okay. know, most uh, most the majority of San Diegans are renters.
1: It, yeah. So, and 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 that's not cheap either. I mean, you yeah, just no, yeah, keep yeah, the roof exactly. over your head is, yeah. is tough. You can you know you were out there working two jobs and struggling to do it. It's, it is a really, really tough thing for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it is encouraging that uh, what it creates is this openness to solutions, yeah. right? So, uh, hey, we need to think about the way we live, the way we plan, the way we build differently, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so you're starting to see more of the, hey, let's come up with good ideas to build. Let's not just shut it down and say, hey, we, we wanna keep things the way they are. I don't really care if people are struggling. What you're seeing now is openness to a lot of different solutions to, to the problem. Yeah. Hop so. I yeah. mean, there,
2: there's NIMBYs everywhere, you know. And NIMBYs yeah. aren't Republican or Democrat or independent. They're all stripes,
0: you know. And There's NIMBYs, NIMBYs NIMBY. and there's red tape everywhere. Yeah, it's hard. That's what it is, it's right? Hard. I just I just don't think that people, and, and look, it's hard to blame. They don't have time, but they don't understand exactly how it works, right? Because, like, yeah, there's NIMBYs, but most people I don't think would consider themselves NIMBYs. They're like, yeah, build more housing, but then you put a housing initiative on the ballot. And, <laughs> <laughs> or, or you tried to build that house in
2: their neighborhood. And then they turn into
0: NIMBYs, right? <laughs>
2: you know, I like my neighborhood. I like my community. But I also want my kids to be able to live in San yeah. Diego. And I'm
0: I'm not so sure that that's going to be an option that's for them, the way things are headed. So, you know what? It is and something that we've talked about, like, a lot of times, uh, Tony, and I think you would probably agree with it, Drew, is um, we always go out and educate on these issues when it's election time, when there's something on the ballot. But we've never really tried to educate people off election out. cycles. Yes, 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 that's so true. Without a goal and objective, people yeah. can tell when you've got something to gain, right? You're a developer who wants to build this to make money. I'm not going to believe a single word you say. <laughs> yeah. But if you go out as a nonprofit or something and you explain the macroeconomics in a in a in a good way, obviously people, a way people can understand, then I think we could change sort of people's minds, but It's a really interesting point, do it without tying it to an yes. ask. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you
1: know, so that's exactly. a, it's a really really good point.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, a full blown public affairs campaign. Yeah, I'm so ready. Go, going into
0: the polling of it, it's interesting because I do. I do as, as, as you do. I do a lot of politics. At IVC Media, we do a lot of politics, but then we also do e-commerce. We do cannabis, right? Which is a another issue that I wanted to touch with you. But the first one is whenever we, we do, do cannabis we, <laughs> we <get that. laughs> marketing, you for can cannabis. say it now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. it's 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 legal now. But basically, what we're always lacking on the private industry it's a good poll, it's a good market study. They do not take it as seriously as they do in politics, right? There's other factors that involve that. How do you feel sort of working in politics versus working for like a private business, something that is being sold? Uh, great question. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that in some ways you could you could make an
1: argument that they're not that different, mm-hmm. right? You're selling a widget or you're selling a person. Yes. And the goal is to figure out What are people gonna respond to? Who's gonna respond? How do we alter their impressions of something? Mm -hmm. (laughs) A product, a a ballot initiative. So uh, I think the intent is the same. Um, It's funny you say that, because I think there is this sort of uh, divide Mm -hmm. between the two worlds where maybe political or public policy pollsters think, they must be doing something that's really smart and and (laughs) different. Um, But I think this kind of gets back to the simplicity. that's to me is, the goal of all of this. is like, mm-hmm. how do you make something simple and easy for your audience to understand? Mm-hmm. And if you kind of keep that goal in mind, it can provide a north star as you're trying to get through 500 pages of crosstabs mm-hmm. to figure out, well, what is this really saying? Yeah. It's like, over we overcomplicate this at our own peril, and I think that's true for a company it as is, well. right? You know, whatever you're trying to accomplish I- is, uh, yeah,
2: just like, buy
0: the weed. It's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'd like to say, if you can sell a person with all of the defects, like a human obviously isn't perfect, if you can sell that, you can sell anything, right? I think that's right. And you, and you know what's important, too, is uh, maybe
1: from the other direction on your question, mm-hmm. one, is uh, so we sometimes create an over-reliance on mm-hmm. data. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to me, like that, like that, working as a team is really important because the poll and the data is... Helpful in that it creates guardrails, right? It answers mm-hmm. questions. It helps uh, sort of identify tensions. All of these things, but it doesn't always give you the silver bullet answer.
0: It's like the no. law, right?
1: You got to interpret the data. You've yeah. got exactly, yeah. and and real experience matters. So you know mm-hmm. what you guys do matters to that process. So taking data and saying, okay, here's what here's what people are telling us. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? In our experience, what, is, what are what do we? What are the new ideas? How are we, can yeah. we? How can we be innovative around this data? There's a lot of That's
2: pressure really on you boring. guys to be right and to be accurate, um, you know, especially when you know millions of dollars are at stake, wins and losses are at stake. You know, when I first was getting into politics, I was working for then council member Kevin Faulkner, and he was the leading voice opposed to a sales tax that Mayor Jerry Sanders at the time was supporting. Right, and I remember being on a call with the pollster uh, John a a, a colleague of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember John explaining the. Um, it was yeah, a handful of days before the election, and John was updating the polling. And. Um, you know, I was pretty new to all this still. This was sort of the first campaign that I was on. And I remember Kevin saying after John, you know, I, and I, I knew John was delivering good news. I knew the numbers looked good, but I didn't really understand all of it. Right. And Kevin sort of synthesized it perfectly. He said, well, we're good. The Oracle has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> and we went on to trounce that, you know, a couple days later, you know, the. Um, Kevin and, and the campaign, you know, easily defeated that sales tax. But he knew three days prior to that that we we're going to win this thing pretty easily because of John's polling, and that doesn't always
1: work that way. Well, that, and that's the problem, right? <laughs> yeah. that's, and that's why there's margin of error. It's that it, it, it's it's good to be the oracle when you're right, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. when you know, and what's happened in the last few years, like we do get this over reliance both from sometimes with from our clients or the people that we work with, but also, you know, the media, right? This is the story and the data gets reported as, it's 49, 46. Well, if your margin of error is four or five percent, then this is functionally a tied race. And so, uh, and where where you get into trouble and where you get these narratives is when the result may actually fall within that margin of error. So for instance, the polling in 2020 was no less accurate than polling going back 40 years there's mm-hmm. you know there's all sorts of charts so you can look on 538 and see this data aggregated mm-hmm. but when it results in close elections going the other way right so mm-hmm. if the polls showed Trump winning by 1 point in Georgia or Arizona and then Biden wins by 1 point well now they're wrong right yeah. but even though that margin of error is no different than it being mm-hmm. 60 versus 62% so that's a good point uh, exactly so it's tough and I think that that and margin to, and error is generally three or four percent right yeah it depends it's related it's correlated to a lot of different things but mostly sample size so the more interviews oh, you do the lower the margin of error right. for you know for lack of a better way mm-hmm. to put it and um,
2: people um sort of uh, I think um, a lot of folks uh, think that when you do do a poll that you're polling thousands and thousands of people
1: but you're not not always um and you know the, the science doesn't require right. because of this mm-hmm. margin of error. So right. uh, you know, more is almost always better because a) you'll shrink that margin of error, and b) you can do more with the data. You Look at subgroups, mm-hmm. and um, but yeah, you know, I mean, in, in we do statewide polls of well, California is big, so it's more like eight hundred. But in yeah. other states, you know, you can do five hundred interviews in a state and get a it, pretty good the feel the for science. Yeah. Is such
0: that yeah, you'll. I have an interesting question for you, like in base, in terms of your experience, and I've worked with. I've had the benefit of having great mentors in the in the political space more than anything, and there's two. I could I could summarize it uh, the way they campaign into two different methods. One is you figure out your winning message and you stick to that message, right? The other one is segment, segment, and talk to everyone differently. Figure out how you can talk to Latinos, to to African Americans, and then hit them with different messages. What in your experience has been the best method? If you had to award one of the methods, which one would you choose? Hmm.
1: Both. Can I take the can I cop out? And say both? Uh, I, I mean, I, I do think both are important, and mm-hmm. that's the value in having different tools to do this, right? Like, polling is, uh, is frankly, a fairly blunt instrument once you sort of factor in margin yeah. of error in these things. And I shouldn't prop, I say that at my own peril because people expect a precision that we're just sort of limited on sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now, it can, typically identify trends. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the, mo- the biggest value you get out of that, is like, okay, is this gonna be within one point, this vote among you know, women versus men? Maybe not, but what's important here is who are we doing better with, where can we make mm-hmm. gains? So it, so it can mm-hmm. identify trends, but then there are other tools to really dig in on that precision and do that segmentation, right? The advent of micro-targeting and modeling, and so it's sort of the, the intersection and the nexus of all of that data, overlaid then with the experience of the team and then most importantly, the other thing that you said was the, the message, right? The candidate. What's mm-hmm. authentic to them? Mm-hmm. What's the one thing? So I come back, and I, if you're going to force me to choose on your question one, I'm going to say, in today's world, you better know what your one thing is, and what is that? Yeah. Here's yeah. the difference between my opponent and I, or yes versus no, uh, or whatever it is. Um, but I do think both of those things can working in concert.
2: Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's fascinating. Fascinating. Not for everybody, but for us sort of public affairs geeks, I mean, um, the way a campaign comes together and the way the polling works and then putting the strategy and the tactics together and the messaging and then you know the creative mm-hmm. that Juan and his team are so good at um, and then Juan's managing the digital ads and saying you know yes the polling says this but here's what we're seeing on Facebook and then we're adjusting in real time mm-hmm. it's it's pretty cool stuff and you know we're lucky to be able to do it yeah you it's know. fun yeah so. certainly fun um so um Coming back into into town here, um, <laughs> uh, I don't live in North County. Uh, I've spent some time up there. Really love Encinitas. I think that's where where, where you call home. Uh, love Carlsbad, uh, Solana Beach. Uh, tell our uh, listeners a couple couple cool places. What are some, some, some can't-miss, maybe restaurants or hangouts uh, up up that way? Oh, geez, you're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> the North County ambassador uh, that you are. The North County
0: shout-outs, yeah. <laughs>
1: I've, uh, oh, boy, okay, let's see. What are, what, like, where do you go? See. What are your, where do you well, go? I
0: got a little kid. We go wherever. <laughs> it, <laughs> where they want to go. But what about uh, coffee, food, you know, pizza? It, Best place uh, to get a
1: burger. Yeah, look, you know, I'm, downtown Encinitas has become a really cool place. Beautiful. There's a lot going on there now. A lot of good restaurants. Um, we spend a lot of time down there uh, when we can get yeah. out. Yeah. Um, but all the way up the coast now. I mean, you go into Carlsbad Village, there's a million things going on. You go up to Oceanside, and there's a ton to do. And, go and I'll put in a club. Pl- uh, there's a restaurant in Oceanside Harbor called Stratford at the Harbor. Uh, mm. Full disclosure, it's owned by a buddy of mine, but mm-hmm. really cool place. And there's yeah. a second location in Del Mar now. Uh, oh, good to it's know. It's a good place. Mm-hmm. It's definitely worth checking Stratford out. Good views, good breakfast food, good lunch food. Yeah, uh, Stratford. Definitely a place to check out if you're up that way. Beautiful. All right. And then Moonlight Beach. Yeah, you know, Moonlight. I mean, you know, it's hard to go wrong at any. At any beach across
0: mm-hmm. the county, uh, we Moonlight got a Del Mar. special place, Moonlight, Moonlight, Moonlight. Beach. Yeah, is mean, that the one with the huge deck, the one that like goes down, like a it's like a huge wooden one? Uh, no, the uh, so I think what you're I think you might be thinking of Swami's with the deck up, yes. yeah,
1: the yeah, staircase yeah. down, yeah. close to there, just yeah. you know, one one beach north. Um, it's so yeah. special. Yeah. Then. Yeah. yeah, we go there. We go to Seaside Beach and Cardiff a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: yeah, we were hanging out with kids when they were little one year at Moonlight Beach, and um, it was later on in the in the afternoon, and then, like, some live music just, you know, can't, you know, like, you just, you don't, uh, you don't get that down here at La Jolla Shores or Coronado, or, it's just a different vibe up there.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's, um, you know, it's funny. I mean, Encinitas is a, it is a beach, it's growing, and, but one of the coolest things to me about it, maybe this is where the word progressive comes from, but, uh, I've lived there twice. I lived there as a little kid, and then we moved, and then I moved back. back later in life. And it is a different place. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when I was a little kid, you moved. Like, we moved to Poway because that's where the schools were good when mm-hmm. I was growing up. The place has changed so much. Just people coming in from all over the world. Uh, you know, my neighbors aren't just born and raised in Encinitas. And I know some people say, "Well, we don't want the change," but I like. I think it it injects a lot of cool new stuff into the community. And, and now it's yeah. it got a lot more diversity. You got mm-hmm. different. It's just there's more going on and it helps grow the place and turn it into something that's um, you know, that, that's a little better and a little cooler. So it's been fun for me over the course of 45 years to just sort of see
2: yeah. North oh, County change.
1: grow and yeah. change. Yeah, yeah, the evolution.
2: Oh, uh, you
0: want to do the rapid fire questions and we'll close yeah. this out? Yeah, let's do it. Basically, and these are all, um, Drew, just based on, this is the twic, trick question. Theory. Yeah, this sounds like, yeah. you didn't tell me <laughs> yeah. this was going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> no, because we wanted you on the spot. They're really hard. Um, <laughs> what time do you wake up? Oh gosh when whenever my daughter wakes up, uh, which is
1: actually, you know what my kids are old enough now that yeah. uh, they I don't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, we're in the six o'clock hour six a.m. usually is, six a.m. and uh, but now they're they're kind of up and they can feed themselves. so it's mm-hmm. that's now by choice as opposed to by demand. Yeah, it's, and what time do you go to sleep?'m uh, I'm, I'm an eleven o'clock. Okay. You know, it's uh, I don't know how you guys do it in your house. It's like we usually get kids go to bed there's one show that my wife and I will watch together and then she's gone and then I can watch like, you know, I can catch up on Padres or like, <laughs> yes. I, get, I need like a little 30 yeah. to 45 minute. And What's the show finish. that you're yeah. watching with her now? Uh, we, what did we just finish? Oh, you know, we just finished the, the show Yellow Jackets or we yep. just Oh it yeah. It. That's pretty cool on Amazon. It's a, uh, it's wild. Well, the, the soccer team <laughs> yeah, the that soccer crashed. Team, yeah. And, uh, yeah. It was, we both throughout said, should we stop? watching this at this point <laughs> <laughs> but we stuck it out it was good that's
2: exactly my routine though the kids go to bed around 8 then elizabeth and i watch whatever it is we're watching and then she goes to bed and then i got like an hour to kind of you know watch another Ready, show or yeah. do a little reading
1: right. or if you get like 3 hours the arnold schwarzenegger documentary ooh, on i Netflix, started that
0: one i started it,
1: it ooh, i just thought it was great it was it's like 3 episodes it's like bodybuilder actor politics exactly and it's, it's just an interesting Guy. He's an and, interesting dude. You know, yeah. I mean, like, we yeah. could do Out a long front. time on yeah. His yeah. politics, but, you know, when we were talking about sort of being able to address issues as issues as opposed to through partisanship, mm-hmm. you know, it's first in politics now that's a recipe for everybody to hate you, mm-hmm. but there's something that's that we're really missing yeah, yeah. there. exactly yeah. that's interesting
2: i'll yeah. to check that out I we watched uh, yellowstone stuff. together um and um that's obviously a uh, you know a show set in montana about these ranchers but politics plays a very big uh, part of that show you recommend that one uh, it's it's good it's entertaining there's a lot of the politics stuff that they don't get right but there's know. some of it that they do get yeah. right and so that's, that's uh, it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. There's some uh, cowboys on that show
1: that are like legit cowboys. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. I need to check it
0: out. Yeah.
1: It's one of those ones where, you know, they're good at you know, making fun of us Californians, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't come to our state. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's it's kind of yeah. like The yep. Sopranos, but set in Montana yeah. with a lot of bourbon. Right? It's an interesting show. It's, it's Perfecto. Um, moving on to the next question, red or green chilaquiles? Oh, uh, I'm going to go Green, green. Uh, Boom. Yeah. That's not that's not one that we hear a lot. No, it's, it's usually a, red or
1: both. That's, that's a. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go green. I'm on, I'm on like a green kick. I, just, yeah. I I've green sort juice, of been learning to make chili verde, yeah. so like yeah. I'm just trying to. I've been sort of moving in a green direction. Yeah. You know what? Like it seems. As I get older, it's like a little easier. I'm like the heartburn too for me. <laughs> it's
0: a good point. Yeah, yeah. It's usually a little bit tamer than the red. That's right? uh, yeah. That's that's a yeah. good thing for me these days. Oh, coffee funny. or tea? Oh, coffee. Two. Yeah, that's
1: the. Uh, How many cups? More than more than I should. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm two to three ah, a day. That's, that's fine. You make your own, or are you a Starbucks guy? I do I do? All of it. I do usually do both. <laughs> you do both on a given uh, day. I do both on a day. But I've, I've resisted, I'm a I'm a nitro cold brew guy, Ooh. and I've got a buddy who does the nitro cold brew with two shots of espresso. I'm not that bad. I'm just <laughs> the regular nitro. Yeah. I was like, man, I don't know how you
0: survive it with the two <laughs> extra shots. That's gotta there. be at least 300 milligrams of caffeine. It's,
1: it, the, that one would send me through the
0: roof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good, and, and I presume black, black coffee. Oh, yep, they have to drink it black, yep. Perfect. Gym or no gym?
1: Uh, I have gotten into in the last few years a lot of yoga, mm-hmm. uh, and so I try to do I try to do cardio so I can stay alive for my kids, and and then <laughs> yoga. And it started I was having all these back problems, and uh, and I really wanted to avoid anything surgical, so I started doing yoga. It's been a game changer for me. So I'm an evangelist for it now. If yeah. you're not doing it, I, I love it both for the physical effects, but also I try to do it as many days as I can because it sets my mind right yeah, and if, yeah. if I do it in the morning. and mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I do try to do something every day. It's usually some version of, like, a little bit of cardio and yeah. yoga.
0: How long have you been doing yoga
1: for? About six years okay, in now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah.
2: yeah. So at uh, 1030 at night when the wife is just dozed off and uh, the mayor's
1: calling and you're lying in bed, you, you answer? He, This mayor wouldn't do that. <laughs> Uh, but I definitely took Rahm Emanuel's calls at that, <laughs> that time. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting when I worked for a, um, um, a
2: politician like that and you're in his inner circle and there were really no boundaries. And, you know, when they called and Elizabeth would be like, it's 1045 at night. I'm like, I know, but, you know, yeah,
0: something's if going face, on. It, It's their face on TV, right? It's their face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if,
1: if they call, you pick up. But you know what this, I mean, this mayor, like, to be honest, he's, he is self-sufficient. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got, he knows what, he wants to do. He understands it. He respects uh, you and your family. And, and, you know. and that for sure. That yeah. for sure. But he's, you know, at 1045 at night, I think if he had some, if he called, I'd pick up. But right. mostly I think he'd go, here's what I think. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, and we'd probably
0: right. talk about it the next day. Yeah. yeah, Cool. Perfect. Remote or office job? How do you work best? Uh, I think
1: balance is probably the answer here mm-hmm. is, as well. I think some combination of the two is probably a healthy Mixed, now I say that as the only member of my team who's here in San Diego, (laughs) the rest of my team is in a mix of Colorado and and Seattle. Um, Do you work from home or do you? I go to an office, I've got like a little co-working, about half the size of the room we're in here, um, because I have to get out of the house. I can't do it from the house. Yeah. but it's still sort of remote in the sense that I'm there by myself. Yeah. And you were remote before the pandemic, before it got cool to be remote. I was already, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I, yeah, in fact, the one Before th- it got cool, I like <laughs> the, the one thing I wish is, you know, I saw what, this, this place where I rent the office, I saw what they were doing, I was like, well, this makes a lot of sense. I think mm-hmm. they're onto something here. Yeah. I should've got into that. This was like, you know, the, <laughs> before
0: we work even, and uh, I thought, man, I, I could've done it, yeah. uh, but too late. Should've, would've, <laughs> yep. Perfect time, morning person or night owl? Mm. When do you feel your best? I've become a morning person. Mm-hmm. I think it took work for me. I think <laughs> I'm a
1: natural night owl, but... Uh, Same here. Uh, I worked hard to become a morning person, and I think that you
0: know that's kind of where I've gotten A to. lot of coffee helps with that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Yep. It's, Any supplements you take that, like, especially the ones that you feel make a difference? That's a good question.
1: I should. I got a buddy who's really into this and has been mm-hmm. pushing me on it, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like another thing. It you is like it think is. about and have time for. So I haven't done it. What's um, your drink of choice? Uh, I have. Uh, I'm mostly a beer guy. Like I, I went through IPA the IPA or Pilsner. Or well, I went through like the whole through evolution. Of, uh, yeah. You know, I went from drinking Coors Light to uh, <laughs> full beer snob <laughs> to now realizing. Three hundred calories of beer is not good for me (laughs) either. So uh, I've sort of tried to land somewhere in the middle. Um, It works like that, right? (laughs) Like like
0: I started out. I mean, nobody likes to enjoy an IPA though on the beach. I mean, I know you're not. Some people do. Kendall, (laughs) for example, Kendall. It's 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 too heavy. You know Kendall, right? She doesn't drink anything that is not an IPA. You give her a lager, She'll be like, that's water. That's piss water. Right, <laughs> And I'm like, I can drink an IPA a month, right? right. Yeah. The other ones, yeah, give me a nice Pilsner or a lager. But it's interesting how you sort of fluctuate, right? And it's like, give me the IPAs. And then it's like, no, I don't want anything to do with IPAs. Just give me the light ones. The, yeah, I, I would be, let me be clear. I would be
1: IPAs if it wasn't a real barrier between that and, you know, losing 20 pounds. So yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, Calories are heavy on that. So what are you drinking right now? What's your
1: Oh, you know choice? what? I've been a... Um, I've been a Modern Times guy for a long time. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, really. And I just think they just sort of consistently make a lot of things that are really good. Mm-hmm. The other one I really like is the Virgin beers. Um, they're mm-hmm. up in Carlsbad. are great, yeah, uh, up to Carlsbad. Local yeah. stuff. Anything we didn't cover today, Drew,
2: that uh, before we yeah. say goodbye, anything that we didn't cover that we should have covered? Oh,
1: okay. Which we got a lot of, there's probably a lot of things. <laughs> uh, no, I, I appreciate you guys having me, man. This is really fun. Yeah, 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 it's a good, uh, good
2: you know, vehicle, The not just talk about the news, but talk about who you are. You know, a lot of people know Drew Lieberman, the pollster, but I don't know how many of those folks know Drew Lieberman, the dad, the baseball coach, you know, the guy who would drink IPAs if they weren't yeah, so
0: the, calorie, low calorie beer drinker. <laughs> uh, uh, that's that's uh, what no, the objective is. It's,
1: it's, a, it's a great show, I man. I had a lot of fun. Uh, so I'm looking forward to listening to a lot more. Well, cool, thank you. Thank you very much for coming on, Drew. Appreciate you.
0: So what did you think, Tony?
2: It was a great interview. I really enjoyed talking to Drew about, I mean, there wasn't a point in the interview where I was like, eh, this is lame. I mean, everything he said that I was very, you know, he was engaged, um, I, I was hoping for a, a best burger recommendation from him in North County. I didn't get that. But everything else was great. What did, what did you think?
0: No, I loved it. I think if you would have asked him um, for something, whatever the kid likes, uh, some ice cream place, he probably would have named it. But it seems like he's very dedicated to his kids right now. But I, I I love Drew. He's just so amicable and easy to talk to and just smart, right? Just smart in terms of how he handles the business. I think that's how why he's done so well in the industry. Yeah, he's okay. super plugged in and mm-hmm. works for some of the most. You know, I mean, he's the mayor's pollster. <laughs> he's working for the Navy
2: and he, mm-hmm. you know, building industry association. And but he, he's got. There's no ego there.
0: Exactly. You know. You know what? That's what it is. You're, I think you just hit it on the nail because I've worked with at least five, six posters, pollsters, and. He just seems like the one that is the less egoless. He doesn't like want to interfere or sort of manage. He's just listening and acting on it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And on teams, he's very collaborative. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You yes, know? he is. Yes, he is. He's always interested to hear. It's it's sort it's not his way or the highway. Mm-hmm. You know, I really enjoyed um, listening to him talk about you know, um, what where, where he likes, the beer and, you know, and the IPAs. And mm-hmm. and his routine in the evening is, ident- yeah. <laughs> it was, I felt like I was... Identical to yours? Yeah, I was just,
0: <laughs> I was like, almost fell off my chair when yeah. he was like, you know, so... Uh, Maybe it's more common than you think. Maybe it's like, yeah, it's just having kids sort of thing.
2: Yeah, you put the kids to bed, yeah. you get a half an hour or an hour of, mm-hmm. you know, alone time with the wife. And then she nods off and then yeah.
0: it's getting pretty late and... In the yoga thing, right? I mean, I think that was one of the, the main things that I try to extract from people. Like, I feel like even if you don't know it, there's something if you are successful, if you're able to perform every day, there's something. That allows you to do that right we have too many preoccupations and in life can be easily go be unbalanced right go unbalanced so for him it seems like the yoga just sort of centralized he's been doing it for six years that's a big commitment yeah and, and that's what i hear from kendall for example when she's feeling too stressed when something is hurting when she's too tight like her muscles are too tight she goes in and does yoga right so
2: yeah, I think the yoga and the and the kids and his mm-hmm. wife uh, mm-hmm. really help him. Yeah. you know, stay even keeled. Um, yeah. you know, I know. You know, because we get involved in these tense, um, pressure situations mm-hmm. where we got to hit a deadline, we got to be right, um, we got to deal with the media, mm-hmm. um, and you know, your kids um, bring you back to earth. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like hey, Dad, did my slime arrive from Amazon yet? <laughs> you know, <laughs> puts so, it
0: all into perspective, right?
2: Absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Dear San Diego. I want to thank Drew Lieberman for joining us. And uh, as always, I want to thank my co-host, Juan Hernandez. uh, And we will see you all next time on Dear San Diego. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, everyone.
1: Thanks for listening to Dear San Diego. Be sure to follow and subscribe whenever you listen to your podcasts. To read the blog associated with this episode, visit olasmedia.com. This episode was produced in studios located in San Diego, California and Tijuana, Baja, California. Creative director, Ulysses Breton. Sound engineer, Alan Glespar. Co producer, Lena Alvarez. Executive producer and co founder, J.C. Polk. Our president, Chad Peace. OLAS Media is an IVC media company.
0: OLAS Media.
2: Dear San Diego's media partner is TimesofSanDiego.com. TimesofSanDiego.com, Juan, has 700,000 readers a month. 700,000 readers a month? Thousand. You got anything that you produce that gets 700,000 eyeballs? I have.
0: Not at the <laughs> moment. Not at the moment. Um, and it's only, so it's only a digital news site, right? Correct. It's uh, online
2: only. They've never mm-hmm. printed um, their product And uh, that's really um, the editor and publisher there, Chris Mm Genowine. That's what he'll tell you is one of their keys to success is uh, they're not wedded to the printed product like some of these legacy media organizations because print is 75% of your costs.
0: You know, I respect local news sites like that a lot, right? They don't have the funds. They don't have the money that the bigger organizations, the bigger publications have. I think they do it out of vacation, they do it out of a feel of community, so I respect them a lot. I support them. I think our listeners should support them too. Absolutely. Times of San
2: Diego is the only publication in Southern California that's featured on Google Showcase. Um, And Because Chris, he's, he's a smart guy. He understands that my publication provides the content, but we're not the digital advertising whizzes. At Google and Facebook are. So he's, 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 he's leaned in to this digital universe
0: where some of these legacy media organizations have not. Go to timesofsandiego.com Support local news support timesofsandiego.com